Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. We're happy that you're joining us uh, again as we continue to keep the conversation going about a whole bunch of things that uh, have to do with our Catholic faith, the Catholic faith that we love so much. My name is Father Daniele, and I'm joined, as usual, by Josh Sullivan over here. Josh, welcome. Thank you. And, of course, our great brother, Matt Van Milligan. Matt, welcome to you. Hello. On that topic, I must say that someone commented on one of our podcasts asking, uh, and they just left a comment saying, are you two brothers? That's all they said. They didn't didn't say which two of us they were talking about, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure they were talking about Josh and I. I mean, just if it's, if it's from looks, if it's something we said, it could have been referring to me and Matt. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Yeah, if they were just watching an episode, all three of us are brothers. They saw our, <laughs> they saw our hairstyle and our physique. They thought it's it's definitely them. They're yeah, they're we're brothers. brothers. We're not brothers. No. Uh, we're brothers in the Lord, yeah, all of us. Yeah. We're brothers in the St. Paul sense that we talked about in one of our speeches. That's rounds. right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Exactly. You know, uh, Because we look nothing like Matt. Matt, <laughs> <laughs> Matt is like Let's the just model. Say he took after mom's side of the family, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, great to, to be uh, with you. And of course, you know, um, with every, th- you know, this time of year when we're kind of uh, among the, the the area of time when we're around the season of Lent, you know, uh, season of Lent is always a time of penance and uh, yeah. a liturgical season that is sort of trying to challenge us to to let us deepen our faith, right? And yeah. so ultimately, we're always challenged and asked to go to the sacrament of confession, especially during the Lenten season, as we're preparing for. Easter. Yeah. And um, a lot of people have questions about confession. Like, what do I say? Do what I do I do? Uh, you know, some people say, I, I don't know what to say because it's been so long or it's been so short. <laughs> I don't know. We got a whole episode all on how to go through it step by step by step by step. I think that was episode 34. Episode 34. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So we, if you needed that information and help, like how to, if this is the first time I'm going in a long, long time, go back and watch that episode because we go through step by step by step by step. First of all, don't be nervous. That's right. The yeah. priest is going to walk you through it. Tell the priest that's, you know, you've been, that's why they ask you right at the beginning. <laughs> they can walk you through some things. Yeah. Um, but the, the part to making a good confession is going in there prepared. Going in there prepared. Definitely. Remember, I know it was so many episodes ago, but we talked about the, you know, how to confession, how to go, what to say, all that stuff. Uh, You know, and we, and we said, just get to the point. Like, just say your sins. Don't make it, uh, don't make it more torturous (laughs) than it has to for you. Go in there, say your sins and you can, and, and, and that's it. But you only can do that when you're prepared, That's right. when you, when you've really examined your conscience, when you when you've prayed about it, and when you're being honest, when you're being That's honest right. with the Lord, what do I need to bring to the sacrament of confession, right? Yeah. And so I think today we're gonna do that for people. I think well, that, well, you can follow with us. We'll go through an examination of conscience. It's called, and this is something that's done if we're doing a big. Uh, let's say we're doing a big service where there is confession available and whatever. Normally you would do this beforehand. It's it's very highly encouraged so that you are prepared, but it's. First of all, take some time in silence right away and just kind of, if you have to, pause the video right now, pause the podcast, take some time in silence. Just, Lord, give us that time like so that God can bring to mind some of the main things that are really 
hurting your soul. I think I think the way that I put it, you said like it's time that we kind of. I like to say there's a way that we grow in spirituality, like in Lent. It's a, but in order to grow in spirituality, we got to know we got to work out those kinks first. We got to work out those muscles that are are ha- having a hard time. That's, That's right. why we go to confession, right? Is That's to right. work out those. So we got to know where those kinks are, the main ones that are really hurting us, and we can do that in time of silence. And the purpose of the an examination of conscience is really to bring to light what our sins, because. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were we were talking before that uh, Pope John Paul II, eh, he, uh, he suggests uh, when he wrote his encyclical Reconciliation and Penance uh, that he said the defining sin of modern times, which this was 1984, but yeah. uh, still applicable Lies. today, uh, he says, is the loss of the sense of sin. And that's so true. so true. And he, Pope John Paul II, uh, Saint John Paul II, he reminded us of Saint John. What Saint John wrote, uh, you know, in First John chapter one, he said, "If we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves, yeah. and the truth yeah. is not in us." Yeah. And John Paul II reminded us uh, of that, and I think it's beautiful. So, an examination of conscience is to just say, like, "Whoa, it's yeah. it's it's sort of to bring it to light, to bring it to light." Yeah. You know, this is I I I've been doing this. I have to bring it to be reconciled to the Lord. Yeah. So, um, what? How are we going to do? Because there's many ways of doing an examination of conscience. You know, people yeah. can go through, and it's sometimes good to do a daily examination of conscience sure. in your prayer time. You know, potentially just like what what are the things I did bad today? <laughs> where the, where where did I fall? Especially if it's, you're in a struggle. Um, with, let's say, a, a habit that you want to get out of or whatever else is really good on a daily basis to be, okay, this is where it is, this is where it is. Do that examination conscious, offer it up to God so that the next time you get to confession, you can offer it up. Exactly. You know, like you can, you can bring it forward. And, and you know, nightly, like yeah. nightly to go through your day, yeah. you know, and just review where's God been present today? Like yeah. where have I welcomed God into my life and where have I failed to live up to my, my Christian vocation? Yeah. Um, Dave, uh, Dave brought forward one of the really good things, so I'm going to give him credit for this because he was talking about going through that daily one is a really good way of saying, okay, how did I fail as like wh- where your identity is basically? So how did I fail as a husband today, or where where did I wh- how did I sin as a husband today? I guess maybe where be where, and then how did I sin as a father today? How did I sin as a child or a mother or like through or the three fr- you can kind of go a, through those steps and just be yeah. like, and, and that kind of really brings forward who you are. First of all. Keeps you on the right track, mm-hmm. putting your identity as a child of God, as a man of God, as a as a father, <laughs> you know, raising a child in that faith and everything else. As a husband, puts your identities in those. If you're a woman, obviously the opposite is yeah. true as well. <laughs> like, it's a really so. great way of getting at specifics. Yeah. So like we we. we talk about it we're fairly comfortable talking about sin in a general way most yeah. of the time or like even when we go to mass and you know, like you have the penitential rite before and you, and you talk about like the th- the things i've done and the things i've failed to do mm-hmm. so when you're doing an examination of conscience like that um, being able to zoom in on those kind of specific capacities where you have things that you should do mm-hmm. and you know things that are bad if you fail to do so being able to recognize like not only did i fail in this respect you know as a father these are the things i should have done yes. that right. you know i can i can strive not not only kind of repent for specific sins but also you know strive for holiness in a very specific area i love it yeah, yeah. that's good so the examination of conscience that we're using today is actually the 10 commandments right. and people can find that exodus chapter 20 and of course deuteronomy chapter 5 okay yeah. so yeah. So if we go through the Ten Commandments, yeah. I mean, it's an easy way, especially you got to bring to mind that Christ also said somewhere along the lines there, I don't have the exact Bible verse in front of me, but he talked about how now not only am I saying that you follow this commandment to the letter of the law, mm-hmm. but now we're going to go one step farther and go a little bit. So we're going to do that in the examination of conscience. We're going to go one step farther. When it says certain things, 
what does that mean? What does it mean yeah. now yeah. after Christ? Because Christ told us to go deeper. Okay, so the very so we're going to name the commandment, and then we're going to say what comes to mind. With what that? comes to mind yeah, with yeah, that? Talk about it. Okay, perfect. ready? Okay, so the very first one: I am the Lord your God. You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only shall you serve. That's the first commandment. Obviously, have you worship any other gods? <laughs> yeah, and and what comes to mind is uh, you know have I put my faith in other things? Have I used? Uh, tarot cards or Ouija boards or yep. have I gone to a fortune teller? Have I, uh, you know, I think uh, too, part, of, part of this comes into, have you put other things in front of God? So have like, when we talked a, a while ago about prayer, we talked about the distractions that we, the excuses that we make to separate us from God, like mm. money or like, Oh God, I got to work or yeah. I gotta do that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Have I, have I not gone to, to mass yeah. because I had to play hockey or exactly. uh, because I had to take an extra shift yeah. or yeah. or whatever it might be like uh you know those things what am I putting before God we've, in my, we've in said my this, life we've said this before wallet and calendar look at your wallet look at your calendar where do you spend your money exactly. where do you spend your time and those are the places those are the things you got to focus in on on this commandment did we put did I put these things in front of God Right. Yeah, and uh, we should have said this before we started, but but uh, you know, uh, people might say like, uh, "Well, what is what is a sin?" Remember, we're well, confessing yeah. mortal sins. That's right, right? So mortal sins, it has to be something serious. Yeah. Okay. It has to be done with sufficient knowledge of its seriousness, mm-hmm. right? And it has to be done uh, with freedom of will. Yes. Like you know, someone so, couldn't force you to do it. Exactly. So that's what makes something mortal sin. You know, venial sin is a minor offense uh, against God's law uh, that hurts. It hurts our relationship with God. It doesn't destroy it like mm-hmm. like mortal mm-hmm. sin does. Okay. And and, and uh, on that topic, you know, yeah. placing other things before God, I would even say. Have I denied an aspect of my faith so I could keep the respect of someone else? Right? Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's always like people do that. Like, oh, I'm not Catholic, or oh, I'm Catholic, but I don't believe in all that stuff. That's, right? That's put. That's putting your, your own pride, exactly your, own your ego. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I never thought right. of that. Oh, see what happens when yeah. we examine together. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's and we're only on the first one. I know. Oh, I mean, we gosh. could spend hours. Well, let's go hey, to number. Two. Okay, number two. You shall not take the name of the Lord God in vain. Hey, I, 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 I was gonna say I hate this one, but I, I mean I hate this sin. Yeah. You know, to take the holy name of God and to mm. abuse it, and I, I think. It's it's it stuns me mm-hmm. that you know on Sunday uh, people go to church all over the world and as soon as they're out the door, they're cursing, uh, yeah, they're cursing the Lord's name. Um, uh, it's just such it's such a terrible sin. It's it's to, a, it affects us in Canada specifically because I, I I mean I grew up I grew up French to some degree and all, all the French curse words are all. Are all religious, religious in thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and so you know, to take the Lord's name, the beautiful name of Jesus, and and to swear, I and I, I honestly, I must say, I cringe every time I hear it. I cringe when I hear it in movies, television shows. It's just inappropriate. Uh, it's an it's an accepted mm-hmm. blasphemy yeah. today. It really is, and it starts with us. It starts with Christians and people of goodwill, Catholic people to stop that if that's a habit in your life you can end it you can choose not to say it it might take a while to get out of the habit but it's possible yeah and uh, talking about taking it a step further in the context where the ten commandments were written you had the the tetragrammaton which is like a four letter combination that you know represented the name of god because it wasn't even to be spoken 
Right. So that it's like That's this. Good. This is the YHVH, the word that we get Yahweh, Yahweh. from. Yeah. Um, but it's like it. It was the Israelites were so deliberate in not making the name of the Lord a common word, because of fear of misuse or because yeah. of fear of not giving it the appropriate rever- reverence. So for us to like th- th- that's something that we can say okay now? yeah and that e- even if you're not you know blaspheming yeah. or you're not like outright just like are you saying the name of the Lord with appropriate rever- reverence when you say yeah. it is that yeah well and if, if if you hear someone misusing the name of the Lord let's not be silent anymore you know like I I, I said it I had a, a, a family member. <laughs> Oh gosh, he'll kill me if uh, <laughs> his name. Went, but, but uh, you know, a family member visited me in my home and and uh, and used the Lord's name in vain. And I said, "Hey, you know, don't be using the Lord's name like that in my house." See, you know, yeah, yeah. And right away they were like, "Oh," and 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 it was a conscious effort now because because it's so part of the of the yeah. habit, you know. Um, but let's not say let's say something. Let's pray. Mm-hmm. Let's take the Lord's name back reverently. To go one more step with this too, um, I we can look at it the other way. Have you taken the Lord's name in vain? Meaning, have you spoken on behalf of the Lord, or have you come into a place like, listen, I'm the Catholic one I know, and done something against you know, like coming coming from a I see what you're saying. in vain That's a good in the sense, you know, like coming in saying like I'm the Catholic, I'm the Christian, I'm the I'm I the, know better. I'll tell you something, and it's wrong. Yeah, and yeah. it even comes into like <laughs> yeah. in, in, people of authority, um, like teachers and and people that are doing ministry and stuff, people of authority. Yeah. Describing what they say the church teaches, but they actually have no idea, or 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 that's what God excellent. teaches, right? I really like that, that one. Yeah. That's a different one. Okay, you're, you're smart, Josh. I, you know you're what? Smart. I, I try. I just I just he eclipses me sometimes. <laughs> okay. Matt just eclipses me from the other side. No, <laughs> Number three. Uh, remember to keep the holy the Sabbath day. Yeah, and I, I think this is a struggle for everyone. You know, are we are we are we using Sunday for uh, like what is our priority on Sunday? Yeah. Is it the Lord? Yeah. Or is it something else? You know, and we make all these plans. I, you know, I, 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 I love families who say, oh, Sunday. Well, we got the hockey game at two o'clock. We got this there. We got brunch with uh, this. And they, and they fill up all this day. And then it's like, when are we going to mass? Yeah. Oh, I don't, oh, I, I don't know if we're going to make it this week. It's like, well, you've, you've planned everything, every other minute of that day. You couldn't have made time. Uh, for mass, you know, and and or for prayer to be with family to do wholesome things. Yeah. I love the Jewish people who keep the Sabbath. I love it. Yeah, you know, they literally do nothing from sundown <laughs> to sundown. Yeah, and and like the ones who actually keep it. Yeah. you know, it's there's something beautiful about it. Yeah. For sure, it's it's hard today too. I mean, this is kind of part of. Do you have a choice? Do you have like this is kind of where I would say the venial sins. I mean, the mortal sin aspect comes in. So the you know the mortal sins. Do you do you have a choice in the matter? Meaning, if you're a doctor or a nurse or that, right. you might have to work on a Sunday. If you're yeah. an emergency worker, a police officer, whatever the case sure. may be, you don't sure. you don't necessarily have yeah. those choices. But uh, for myself, I'm a, I'm a professor. I don't teach on Sundays, so yeah. I'm easily able to keep the Sunday Sabbath yeah. holy. But I can't. I can also not have to. Um, plan out working with my kids doing you know i'm gonna mm-hmm. put a new fence in oh saturday yeah. we're gonna do something we'll just do it all work all day sunday you know what i mean that's something that i can deliberately try to keep okay it's gonna be a family day but we're not gonna be working you know keeping it holy keeping it as a family time keeping it as a you know so okay okay uh number fourth the fourth commandment honor your father and mother 
This is, I mean, obviously an easy one. It's one that I know that parents like to quote a lot of times, but at the same time, we can take it further. So obviously, do you have respect for your parents? Do you have respect? Now, this doesn't mean you have to listen to them if they're asking you to do something against the faith. This doesn't mean that you have to have, but you still have to honor them, meaning they still hold a place of honor um, and respect them. You don't have to respect their opinions, I don't think, necessarily, but you do have to respect them as who they are. Mm -hmm. And you do have, I mean, and if you're, if you are under, if you're still living at home under their roof, (laughs) um, then, you know, there's a different level there than if you're an adult that has moved out a long time ago. Are you honoring their memory? Are you honoring their, um, who they were as a person when you're telling stories about, are you exaggerating to make people like you more because, you know, your father (laughs) was not as nice or, you know, like, are you, there's a couple of things there. Yeah. And this is a difficult one for people with, with challenging relationships with their parents, right? Um, but there is a way we know that of honoring someone, yeah. uh, even though they've, they've harmed us or they, uh, you know, there's a difference between going out and always speaking poorly of someone, making it a public, like making it our mission in life mm-hmm. to sour the name of someone, you know, people mm-hmm. who have a difficult relationship with their parents. And I think too, that, uh, it, even though it's hard sometimes in those difficult situations to still to still see uh, that the, you know those people, even though you might not have a relationship with them today, that they brought you into this world. Yeah, yeah. This one I think is especially difficult now with how how uh, fragmented the idea of Families. family is. Yeah. That like yeah. again, the, the the context this was written in was very like you have a father, a mother, children that, that like. Yeah. Um, that like even uh, how how frequent something like like divorce is, or even um, you have in, in my case you have um, children coming to faith without much faith, for, faith formation from their parents at all. So mm-hmm. you know you you have a commandment to honor your father and mother when they may not necessarily be in a position of you know spiritual authority mm-hmm. or mentorship over top of you. So like you, you still you still have this obligation. You still like how how do I live this out in a way that um, I'm, I'm, you know, actually honoring them and not mm-hmm. just saying, okay, well, they're not, they're not in this role. So I, it does, this doesn't apply to me. Yeah. Um, we're exactly. saying like, okay, no, but you still accord them the dignity and the honor of, you know, they're your parents They're and, yeah. and, you know, you, you extend, you can extend this idea as well to grandparents and, you know, um, you know, that legacy of people that, you know, are responsible for your. Yes. And I often think of, yeah. of, of, uh, seniors in nursing homes, yeah. you know, the, it's sad, like uh, you know. Often when I visit people in nursing homes, they they say, uh, "Father, can you can you ask my family to come see me?" Yeah. And it just breaks my heart, yeah, you know, to one. that 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 people won't even take time to go see their parents or grandparents. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so heartbreaking, and uh, that that is part that falls under this commandment. Yeah. You know, yeah. honor your father and mother. It's also, you know, do I support and care? For of my other family members do I I was thinking about that was was like honoring honoring also the memory of them but also honoring the name offer are you making your descend the, the descendants that you come from are you making sorry your parental figures are you making them proud with what you're doing right now with mm. who you are with 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 how you're treating and not necessarily maybe you didn't have a great relationship with your parents or they weren't great but like the lineage you can you can step past if you were going going down a you know if your lineage was going down a bad road you could specifically step off that path and make them proud yeah. you know what i mean like you don't have to follow just because of the family the family tradition true right. so uh next one you shall not kill 
Well, this one obviously is pretty straightforward when, we, when we're talking about murder, uh, but we're also talking about other things other than, you know, we're talking about, obviously, did you kill someone, but uh, did we harm someone? Did we deliberately harm someone? Mm-hmm. You know, did we, yeah. um, this is, you know, always a sensitive one. Abortion yeah. is part of this. Euthanasia. Yeah. Even even participation, uh, like even if you are a close participant of an abortion, you know, you you um, convince someone to do so. Uh, you drove or them there to help them. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, those, um, are, those are pretty bad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, this is a very sensitive one, but, uh, you know, have pe- uh, when you attempt suicide, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, obviously the church knows now that people are going through difficulties when that even becomes uh, an option for someone, right? Uh, but it's something that I think is part of the healing process to bring that to confession, if that's mm-hmm. the case uh, with someone, right? Are you are you doing things? Um, and I'll just this kind of falls into it, all right? But for me, anyways, is thinking like drugs and alcohol use. Sure, yeah. Uh, are you doing these things? These are these these are leading down a destructive path of potential death, right? Yeah. Like, like when when you make decisions, and I I'll, I use the drunk driver as an example, but like if you were drinking and then got in the car. You made the choice to drink, you know, and then to drive. Those choices led to potentially an accident. That that is committing. Like it was the little decisions that led up to the big decision. So it doesn't mean here we're not talking about necessarily just the killing. It's the little decisions that lead up to that, or the um, habitual behavior that leads up to potential. Um, death, right? And even when we're talking about kind of trying to set that bar higher, or mm-hmm. that like you know just the don't kill, most people have that can yeah. check that box. <laughs> um, but yeah. even even for Jesus to say that's like okay, you can kill your brother in your heart by yes. yeah that Ooh, that it's like yeah. um, e- even how many people were indifferent about whether or not they're alive or you know groups of people or something mm-hmm. like it's something you can bring to an examination of conscience to say okay. Am I treating this person, you know, with like a, not not just indifference, um, or you know, in in the really negative case of you know, like wishing someone were dead is, yeah. you know, uh, saying Jesus is saying this is this is on par, this yeah. is this is something that you need you need to correct that. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like that, yeah. Because often people, you know, when they say, well, what am I going to say in confession? I haven't killed anyone. This is like the bar mm-hmm. that's like, well, I haven't killed anyone, so I don't have to go to confession. But there's so much more to just mm-hmm. this commandment too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, causing someone to suffer, um, like whether you do kill them in your own, as you said, mm-hmm. like kind of kill them in your own relationship or, or um, causing someone or even animals to, to suffer needlessly or to kind of those, those types of things can be brought in. If you're willingly causing pain, that could kind of bring into this. Yeah. You know. that, the thing that comes to mind is being indifferent, indifferent to something like homelessness. Yes. And it's like it, you're indifferent to the fact about, you know, whether or not this person survives. Yeah. And encouraging someone. Hey, Jesus says, you know, whoever causes someone who believes in me to sin. Yeah. Uh, you know, and encourages other people to do the same. That's okay. Yeah, we got to move on. Here. We got the next one is six. I'm going to, I'm going to tie in the sixth and the ninth commandment because they kind of <clears> fall <throat> hand in hand when we're talking about this. But sure. we shall, you shall not commit adultery. And then you shall not cover your neighbor's neighbor's wife, and so those kind of fall into those sins of lust, uh, sins of sex, sins, sins of those kinds of things, right? Um, so the big ones that come into mind there, obviously, shall not commit adultery. Well, obviously, having an affair outside of marriage, um, premarital sex, mm-hmm. um, those types of things kind of fall into that. Um, uh, but then if we if we add into that, then we you shall not cover your neighbor's wife. We're looking at pornography, lusting after something that's not yours. So pornography, masturbation, um, taking sex outside of 
um, the purpose, as the church teaches, the purpose is procreation. So if you're willingly participating in it outside of the purpose of procreation, then there is a problem here, you know, so you have to examine that part of it. A very not popular one is, am I using contraception? Ooh, this falls under one. this yeah. uh, committing adultery. Yes. And am I using contraception? Yeah. You know, um, Am I engaging in sexual activity with anyone outside of uh, marriage? Outside of marriage. This is yeah, this. Is, this can yeah. include. Yeah, sorry. This can go outside just the sexual. Like this mm-hmm. can go into sexting. This can go into just like absolutely uh, sending impure images, watching yeah. impure images, being someone who even is taking advantage of someone. Um, like um, what's the word? Like prow- prowling, <laughs> prowling, yeah, stalking. Over someone's, uh, like, <laughs> like even making like uh, inappropriate advances against someone, making yeah. the. Like tr- trying to sexualize things, uh, yeah. this okay. would yeah, fall yeah. under this uh, this commandment too. Yeah. Um, and J- Jesus, even this is another one where Jesus kind of raises the bar and says, yeah. like, any anyone who looks at uh, another woman with with lust is is committing yeah adultery. So like, and um, I want to say that like um, it's it's yeah say like uh, uh, anything else belonging to your neighbor. It's like yeah, that's that's like the other like ones, yeah. l- looking. Um, uh, but like, I just want to like the, the word belonging, I think it, cause like a lot of people associate belonging with ownership yes. rather than like kind of the mutual belonging that is used yeah. in scripture. There's yeah. like, like you belong to your spouse and, and they belong to you. It's like, it's, it's, you know, um, that, that is the proper object of all of that desire mm-hmm. that it's like any misdirection of that or any, any, um, direction of that outside of that marital context. Yeah. Is like Jesus is saying, no, this is this is a breach. This is yeah, um, yeah. So again, taking circling, uh, bringing that back to an examination of conscience. Yeah, you know, wh- where is your mind going? Where is like what? Yeah. You, you mentioned contraception. I just want to point out too for people that are listening that might not know, because automatically, if you're like, well, you can't use any contraception. Yes, any any real contraception, any device that you're putting in there. But the church does have ways that are 100 percent effective, um, and we'll talk about that in a future episode. Yeah. But it is like there are things that the church teaches. It's not like you have to have nine, twenty-five million kids. <laughs> you know, like whatever the case may be, you like can the have descendants like, of Abraham. We, exactly. Like <laughs> I have four kids, and my youngest is eight. There are things that, that you can implement in your life, and in fact, it's really cool that the world now days actually is teaching the same thing but kind of secularizing it mm. that the church has t- teaching for 2000 years there's also so. a teaching of the church about concupiscence of the eyes mm. eh? yeah and it's that means it's guarding we're, we're guarding my senses we're guarding my eyes i'm being deliberate about what i'm not watching what, I, what i'm not taking in what i'm not reading what i'm not watching on television or the internet, you know, pornography is uh, a, a, is plaguing society. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people actually are addicted to it. It's so it's such part of their lifestyle uh, that as Christians, we have to be people uh, who are guard who put our guard up. You know, yeah. who are put our guard up, the guard of our heart, the guard of our eyes, and and really watch that. There's so many fantastic resources for people. Mm-hmm online catholic and secular mm-hmm. to uh, to help with uh, okay. pornography addictions you know and and to say that to your priest in the confessional too that he'll be he'll be able to guide you uh, with some of those resources yeah uh, but what happens you know I'm, what happens with someone who's uh, who's struggling with this sort of addiction is uh, that it it coats it, it uh, blinds it blinds their yeah. their whole experience they're looking their tr- their brain and eyes are trained to look lustfully yeah. at everyone 
they're the, seeking more of this uh, material, whether it's online or on on television. It's a real plague. It's a plague of the soul. It needs to be addressed. There's actual a hormone imbalance that happens, and f- especially for people that are becoming addicted, yeah. they can actually like warp their mind. There, there's ways of warping it back, like getting it back to normal, but there are ways of like causing pro- major hormonal imbalances and problems with these things. Like, like they're, they're actually now, even in the secular world, calling it an addiction. Sure, right? of like course, this. yeah. So, okay, next one. Uh, this kind of goes off what you were saying, Matt, so we'll kind of fall into both of them at the same time again. Se- the seventh and the tenth commandment. So you shall not steal, and then you shall not cover your neighbor's goods. Mm-hmm. So, um, Seven and ten. Seven and ten. Seven and ten. So obviously you shall not steal. Like that, the, the act of stealing. Have I taken something from that's someone not that's not mine? That's the most mm-hmm. obvious uh, one, right? Or have I stolen from a store? Have I stolen uh, from the church? <laughs> I, I think this one is a big one to focus on the materialism. How have I yeah. fallen into materialism exactly. or consumerism, right? Like how, even, even to the point of like, I, I think of it for myself, and I'll, I'll confess it right here online, but part of it is like, have I used my money to buy myself a lunch that I really didn't need and I could have used a different way for my family or, for, you know what I mean? Like, because I haven't prepared ahead of time or whatever the case may be. Like, I can make make a million excuses of why I really need this one thing right now, but it takes away from maybe my goal as a father or as a husband or as a, you know what I mean? So consumerism, like, I really, really need to have those rims on my van, mm-hmm. my minivan, you know, or whatever the case. Um, when I really don't, I just like the way it looks, you yeah. know? This is this is a really great candidate for that, like, the difference between what I have done and what I've failed to do. Yes. That is, like, this idea that, like, we we have to work so, so hard um, like to escape this kind of worldly perspective that like all things exist for my gratification. Mm-hmm. That is like, that's, that's the, you know, the narrative that we're, that we're given. So like in, in terms of money, in terms of, you know, you get things and, you know, they're mine and, you know, this is what they exist for. But it's like, no, if, if we're, and you know, you can even tie this back to the, the Sabbath thing. It's like, if, if we're created for worship, all of our earthly goods should be directed back to God and, you know, be used for the benefit of others. So, you know, again, bringing that to an examination of conscience, like, have I failed to be a good steward of my own goods? Have I, you know, taken something that's rightfully um, or more properly directed to someone else? Yeah, and uh, have I failed to share my my things with those who need it? Providing for others' needs. Providing for others. You know, also an excessive uh, gambling addiction would be here or just excessive gambling. In general, and for the modern world, for mm-hmm. the technology world, would be like, have I stolen software, music? Mm-hmm. Have I pirated videos, yeah, videos, music, yeah, that's that's all one. those things? That's stealing, you know, and it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Those are good. Okay, we're almost out of time. So the, the next one. one is the eighth commandment. We did 10th and 9th with the other commandments. So this one is the eighth commandment. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Oh, we could do a whole this episode a just one. on that one. You know, this includes gossip, lying, um, swar- swearing falsely. You know, so many people go to court and s- swear under oath, and then they then they lie. People uh, people don't hold secrets anymore. You know, you say something to your friend in confidence, then you go blab it to everyone. You gossip about people. You try and ruin their good name. There's so much that falls under this 
commandment. Yeah. Going deeper, sp- social media. So, Are you spreading misinformation? Good. Yeah, that's yeah, a like good one. Go, go find out the facts for yourself. Go find out the real stuff because if you're spreading the lies, I mean, it's, and it's as simple as like those posters with the, the meme posters with specific person said this and then sharing that. Well, no, they never really said that. No, the church doesn't really say that. The church doesn't really teach this. The church doesn't or whatever. Or it could be just as simple as like the politics are going on in Canada right now. Uh, spreading information on either side of the story. So like things like that too, those those are spreading false statements or false witness against somebody. Exactly. So. And and purposely ruining the name of someone. Yeah. Just because they don't agree with you or actually for, for whatever reason, purposely yeah. ruining their name. And for all those students out there, as you as you as professors, <laughs> yeah. plagiarism, taking someone's work Ooh, and attributing nice. yeah. uh, your, that's another sin for students and for anyone in the academic world, you know? Uh, We've come to the end of our Ten Commandments, uh, and this is a good examination of conscience. Yeah, yeah. uh, you can go a lot deeper with this for sure. And it's the Ten Commandments is just one way of doing an uh, examination of conscience. People like to do it with the Our Father. People like people like to do it like you said with their circumstance as as a person, as a family member, as a husband or wife or whatever it might be, as a student, as a you know. Look, uh, look them up. There's tons of them online. Make sure it's a Catholic one. Yeah, there's, tons and there's of examinations them uh, for young people, for seniors, for teenagers, for, you know, there's so many options online. Let's what? remember. Oh, and there's apps There's too. apps for it. Yeah, I, I use an app. Apps yeah. too. It's great. It has a little secret code so you don't have to worry about like anybody going into it. You can kind of go through and make your examination. and Yeah, it. and as a priest, people who, people who come in with a list on paper yeah. or a list on their phone, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay if you need to do great. that. Great, they can get right through it. Let's just remember <laughs> that the whole point of examining our conscience and going to confession, especially if you're going to go this Lent, is that we are recognizing our sin. We're trying to get rid of it because we want to grow in holiness. Mm -hmm. We want to grow closer to Jesus in everything we do. And Lent provides us with the perfect opportunity Mm -hmm. to do that. Okay. So don't be scared. Use it a good examination of conscience and uh, get to uh, confession and get to confession (laughs) this Lent. Okay. Uh, and if you have any comments, questions, uh, or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at the Catholic Buzz Podcast at gmail.com or you can comment right on our Facebook or Instagram pages. For Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, my name is Father Daniele. I'll see you next time on the Catholic Buzz. <laughs>